feel like for me, when it comes to the Steam Deck, it's just a matter of I already know what I want to get out of it, which is catching up on my backlog. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting newer things to be focused toward it because I do have the gaming PC for that stuff. Right. Um, I just have a bunch of old stuff I really want to catch up on, including a ton of indies. Um, it's going to be my indie machine. Okay. Yeah, it gives um, you it gives oh. you that that free like that that that. It like the way I think about it, I'm like, this is almost the like bougie gaming option. Bougie it shouldn't gaming be your option. main. <laughs> I love that. It shouldn't be your main option <laughs> for PC gaming. But if you were gonna go that route, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna get a laptop anyway, and you just want it for you know just game, just video game related things, I think that's a comfortable option. Yeah. No. And and that is, uh, I think, the right call then in that particular like use case scenario. I think for my use case scenario is that I just need a better personal computer, and that's why I'm yeah. kind of leaning more towards maybe doing a gaming laptop next time or something like that. Even though I encounter the same issues, at least I don't have a back catalog when it comes to PC games. I have a immense back catalog when it comes to Xbox and PlayStation. Um, yeah. But for PC, I because I just haven't done PC gaming since, God, freshman year of college, I think. I just don't have a back catalog in that respect. So, if yeah, like a good chunk of what I have on PC, as far even just on Steam for my back catalog, is stuff from different bundles where I've gotten good deals on it, mm-hmm. and a lot of that stuff is things I'm only going to want to play on a desktop. But I will finally be able, like, handheld-wise, I can see myself going through um, the Co- um, Knights of the Old Republic yeah. games. I could see myself going through Persona 4 Golden that way finally, even though I've got that on my, I could have got that on my Vita. I just never did. Um, but I'll have access to every single Final Fantasy game on the Steam Deck. I can just go wherever and play them, which will be great. Because yesterday I did boot up my laptop and installed Final Fantasy 2 on that so I could sit in the living room and grind for a few minutes. Right. Um, just because I was able to chill with it on my lap. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that you yeah, no, like bring up like Knights of the Old Republic because like that is something that is actually even available on mobile, and I have the first one. I don't have the second one on there and stuff. And every now and then, when I'm like flying to Ohio or some other place or something like that, that'll be a game that I'll just boot up and play the first few hours on my flight with. And so even in that regards, like I I see like mobile gaming just kind of it, it's almost at a point where it's going to be an actual viable solution just not in the like extreme hardware aspects they just need to figure out how to filter out the actually genuinely good games from the crap you know just shovelware crap that is there just to you know make money off of small children's with their parents credit cards and stuff I think that's just what the problem is, is because, like, hardware spec-wise, like, phones and tablets are getting more powerful, and, I mean, we're at also at a point with, like, streaming where you can just sync up your controller and then play console games now with, like, xCloud or Luna or Stadia. There is input lag, but that's only going to get better as internet infrastructure gets better. It's just we're not there yet. And I think that's what's driving a lot of the indecision that I have is just that we're we're at a cli- we're at the precipice of like a lot of things becoming really good. It's just I don't know if I want to commit to something yet when I know just on the other side of the horizon 
a lot of the solutions I'm looking for are going to be there waiting for me. And that's, I, I, I think that's just basically been my thought process on all of it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's it's a good way to look at it. It's, um, you know, you're, I, I, I don't know, right now, I, I don't feel like there's a lot of, um, like, missing out yet yeah. yet just because of where we are but <clears throat> it's i think it's just more of a convenience um <laughs> like I, I really like the, the like the whole reason that the steam deck is something that i'm like really really interested in 100 percent is because i want to play Baldur's gate 3 all the time right <laughs> like i don't want to have to you know come to the computer and sit down here you want to be able like, to sit on the couch and I'd put love... it up there or and, sit and outside I, on the I patio can. and play it outside right that's what i really want to do yeah um, and i would love and, to and, do that too with a lot of games and yeah i probably should start doing that with some of the abilities that we have now and i just don't know why i haven't well it, it's just because it's hard yeah. you know um it, it just takes it, it takes that you have you can't just do it you have to like their setup and a bunch of other stuff that you have to do and, and go through just to make that happen right um and, and with this it should remove that setup right it you know you should just be able to like okay cool here it is load it up you're good to go um theoretically yeah <laughs> so you know that's one of those things We'll see, I guess. But well, I guess like yeah, there's another just... thing that like I just need to kind of learn to break past is like just using the mobile portable options when I'm at home because when I'm sitting at home, my natural instinct is just to turn on the TV, boot up whichever console I want to play, uh, and that's just kind of how it is. And I don't spend as much time as I should just like outside on the patio when I have the ability to do so and I think part of that is just a behavioral thing that I need to condition myself to be better about because I would love to just sit outside and play stuff just even on the Switch that I already own and I just don't do that and I need to I need to learn to be better on that you yeah. gotta run that. Uh, you gotta run that dual satisfaction. You gotta pop on a Netflix series to binge in the background while you play. See, handheld. that's what I do, and it's like I'll I'll do that in, but it like in the reverse where I prop up the iPad and I'll pull up whatever it is I'm watching, either a Twitch stream or Netflix, and I'll have that on my coffee table, and then I'll play whatever game that I'm playing, so long as it's like, I it doesn't have to require my full attention span to be able to do it and that's why I kind of also like a lot of the roam around open world action games like the Assassin's Creed where like well I can just ride my horse to this next location and not have to worry about fully paying attention but still have fun doing it right alright well uh, if you guys didn't know this is the Mammoth Games cast uh, I'm one of your hosts Night Swarm we also have Johnny Riot Yo yo, and Brian, major pop. Hello. All right, so uh, this is our two hundred two hundredth show. That's that's quite a lot. Um, so I, I feel like it's taken us. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's taken us twice as long as it should have to get here, but we're here. Um, 
So uh, we can go ahead and jump right in. You guys get the chance. Head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. To start off, let's talk about the free game you can grab this week over at Epic Games. Uh, the Epic Games Store is giving out Rebel Galaxy again. Um, that's going to wrap up right around August 19th. Um, so go pick that up, and then uh, the 19th, um, after uh, 11 a.m., you'll be able to get Void Bastards, which looks incredibly sick. Um, we were talking about it a little bit before the show. Um, what were you? What did you say? It was a kind of a cross between uh, Bioshock and something else. Uh, Bioshock and System Shock too. It's heavily That's inspired by both of them. Yeah, but it just through looking glass. It stuff. looks so trippy and weird, like. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, just it fun. Just, it, 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 it looks just fun. It looks like a... Um, it's it very like comic booky. Yeah. yeah, it's very comic booky. Even the frame rate feels kind of inconsistent with your surroundings versus the actions of things. So, like, watching your gunfire almost feels like it's happening at a different frame rate than everything else around because it's got that ch- that manufactured choppiness kinda to it. Kind of almost like a... Um, to give it that cartoonier edge. Kind of almost like a how they did like into the Spireverse where they did like different frame rates for different things and texturized yeah. to do different distances and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it has that real heavy black line cell shade. Yeah. yeah. They wanted to feel very, like a comic book. Very excited for that. So um, I'm, I'm definitely going to install that one and give it a shot because it's it looks like it scratches most of those itches that I want, including the horror itch because it's definitely got some, some weird horror vibes going too. Yeah. So that, I want to make a cute little kitty robot tank that I can throw into a hallway <laughs> and watch it blow things up. So it's got that too. It's it's got everything is is what we're saying. Um, and you can also pick up ukulele if you miss that again um, the same day. So uh, giving us one game this week, dropping two next week, um, and then from there we'll see what else. Yeah, and ukulele is one of those games that just dropped on Xbox uh, Games with Gold. So I think it just went live as of this recording today. I think you're so. right. Yeah. So get that everywhere, because you can own it everywhere. Um, to bring back uh, a little bit of what we've been playing, we uh, a couple of us did jump into some betas over this past week uh, and weekend. Um, first up, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys played the, you guys played some Left for Dead and some <laughs> Halo and some Portal this weekend, yeah, right? We did uh, Back for Blood. Um, it's 2010 all over again. It is. I think we have a little bit of conflicting ideas of like what we think of the game, which I think is really good and fun, a little bit compelling, <laughs> instead of agreeing like, hey, this is the... Um, I see where definitely you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of it? Um, I thought it was fun, but essentially it was really kind of like stepping back in time to uh, when Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 came out. And it almost feels like back for blood is just the third game that should have came out back during that time frame uh it's Mm -hmm. almost kind of loyal to uh the gameplay mechanics and style to almost a fault i believe and i think that's kind of where i was kind of having an issue it was fun it was exactly how i remembered it being but visually, it also was exactly how I remembered it being. And, uh, I mean, the character models, the weapon models look good, but the environment, I felt kind of was... It, it, it felt dated. But 
it is also a beta, so this could be a build that's several months old and the launch version. And also to specify, I was playing this on an Xbox One X. So uh, it could be better on, well, it's probably going to be better on PC or, it, well, it definitely will more likely be better on PC and on the newer generation of consoles. But uh, it did include like a new game mechanic that I thought was kind of cool that uh, did give it a little bit more, for lack of a better term, uh, willingness to commit to staying with the game. Because one thing with Left 4 Dead, it was a fun game that you and a few friends would jump into. You play through and you kill a bunch of zombies, but there was nothing there to like progress and want to stay with it. It was just a game like, hey, you guys bored? All right, let's play this and uh, then leave. Um, but now you have this uh, card system where for each um, campaign that you do at the start of each new segment, you unlock a new stat boosting card that will give you a boost to say your health or your um, weapon reload speed or just some other condition little things. And I'm guessing that depending on certain challenges that you pick up, you can build a deck of cards that you can have to choose from when you're playing the campaign to help give yourself a little bit more of an edge when you're playing the higher difficulties and in the later stages of whatever campaign that you're going through. Um, that was kind of a cool little thing that you could do. And then they have kind of a hub world that you can just hang out with your friends and try out the different, uh, all the different weapons that are available and all the different attachments. And so that way you know when you're going into the game what to keep your eye out for that works best for what you, how you like to play it and stuff. That was another cool thing that I really liked about it. Um, but I will say that uh, it still felt the same way with uh, as it did with Left 4 Dead games, even with some of the progression mechanics that do entice you to stick with it. But it's also a beta, so not everything is open and available yet. Uh, there's probably right. going to be more stuff to want you to stick with the game. But at just from the beta impressions, um, like network-wise, it seemed pretty smooth. There wasn't any real issues. I didn't see any texture popping like I did during the Halo Infinite um, uh, tech um, preview that uh, was a couple weekends ago. So that um, that was also good to see. But I still get the impression that I'm glad that this is coming to Game Pass because otherwise I probably would just wait for a sale for this game. knowing it, And that's with the knowledge of knowing that I'm going to have friends to play with. I don't see myself playing it on my own, this is a game that you play with friends on. And yeah, that's my impression of it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, not a game that I would be playing solo. Um, so, you know, it, it's there is that. I did try, actually, um, after we got done playing and you jumped off, um, I jumped on and tried to, you know, tried to play one myself. And it, it was very, uh, it was very weird. The bots, the bots are really. Oh weird. man, that's um, why I forgot. You, you mentioned that before. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like I, was, uh, before you joined in on my game, I told you that story of I was playing by myself, or well, I was playing with a group, but then the people left, and so it was just me and three other bots, and they were dumb as a box of rocks. Um, they're so we, bad. 
Like, I was in this basement, and um, what we kept calling the quagmire, uh, this dude uh-huh. with a giant muscular <laughs> arm had me in its grasp, and like the bots were just standing on the other side of the corner of a wall from where I was at, and I'm just, my character screaming, is like, help me, help me, and they're just standing there doing absolutely nothing at all to help out. Yeah. Um... The same thing happened to me. Got to this. I had to load this like um, these auto uh, like artillery rounds into this uh, um, this like cannon, and as I'm doing it, I, I'm I, I killed a bunch of zombies and then started loading it, and more came out, and they're just standing back in this room. All three of them <laughs> standing back in this room, doing literal just, just absolutely nothing, all. just standing there. And I was like, what the hell? And then that big enemy that we called Quagmire, <laughs> massive arm, massive fucking arm that just picks you up and you, doesn't let you down at all. Um, he goes right by me, right into the room with all three of them, one hit and kills all of them. <laughs> and, then, and then he came back. For me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, good times, AI is terrible, not recommended to play this solo. Um, but the multiplayer, even with one other person, um, and, and rounding up, you know, two randoms, like, like you and I were yeah. playing. So um, long as the one random really, decides really to actually play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what was up with the one guy we were playing with. He kept like avoiding, uh, healing, healing <laughs> for whatever reason. It, like I'm pinging the healing station. The dude's just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. I'll be all right just flesh wound um but all in all like i I think um i I wonder if it was like a heavy difference um from like last gen to this gen well um because it's not even last gen it was two generations ago that the uh left for dead games they left for dead one and two was 360 era so we've gone from well i was 360 to the i was just meaning from your console to what i was playing yeah that's true um because yeah so i was wondering like oh okay maybe like maybe they just lumped everything that would be considered like last gen into the same like boat yeah even though you know the console that you're playing on is more powerful than you know like a launch xbox and that could be very well the case Um, is just that because i was playing on a one x um that Tech, environmental textures just weren't up to par with what you were probably seeing. Yeah, yeah, and it could be wrong. I mean, it looked pretty much like what we're seeing here on the live yeah. stream um, for me. I don't know if it looked the same for you, if it looked worse. No, it, it looked um, worse than what we're seeing on the live stream. So I think there is definitely a noticeable difference between the generations. And I guess that's just something okay. that needs uh, I need to keep in mind when I'm getting these impressions. And maybe I was a little too harsh on then. Well, I mean, it is it is the experience that you have. Yeah. Though. So you know, you can't really can't really judge it too too bad. But um, you know, or change your uh, opinion on it too much. That was literally what happened. True. To you. Um. <laughs> well, they're having an experience much like we had an experience right now on the live stream. Um, <laughs> at one instance, I was uh, this we were running across the bridge, and I, I watched. I watched Brian run full speed, leap off the top of the semi to the ground, which would have blew your fucking ankles clean out. Right. 
<laughs> but it's what you did, and uh, you might have taken a little bit of damage or whatever. Um, I run. I go to jump off and leap off the exact same way. My character turns and grabs the edge of the semi. There is the entire front end of the truck under the my entire character. hood. Yeah, and my character's screaming, "Help! Help! I'm falling!" <laughs> Uh, like I'm falling to my death. I'm falling. I can't get up. He's life alerting. And I was like, "What? What is even happening right now?" And you came back and saved me. <laughs> um, these guys are having the same issue on this other bridge. I had to lay down a br- like uh, a staircase to get to this neighboring building. And the both spots that they connect from building A to building B, people have fallen. We didn't fall there no. when we came through. But yeah, this person actually has fallen there. Four people have fallen there. And this one person has saved all of them. Uh, or no, it might have been five different times, actually. Yeah. But essentially, it seems like the um, edge detection for like ledges and stuff like that might not be up to par with what it needs to be or something. Yeah, but all in all, this is exactly when you think of... Um, like Left 4 Dead, it's exactly Left 4 Dead. It is the third um, Left 4 Dead game. Yeah, it um, and and the deck manager, the the card thing that you were talking about, um, is pretty cool. I actually really like it, giving you some like unseen passive perks, um, that just kind of help the team. You can decide to be a team player or not, and buy these uh, like team related things. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, as you're playing. And that's really cool, um, just giving you like a bonus to health or uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I like the I like the different um, enemy types. Um, the quagmire thing really made me laugh because we just called this this one enemy quagmire the whole time. It was based so off dumb. of a, just a one-off um, segue from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they did. They they took all of the things about Left 4 Dead that were good, and they did not change them too much, just to keep that, uh, you know, just to keep that nostalgia, I guess, going. Yeah. Um, you know what you're getting with this game, and with it being on Game Pass, it's incredibly, incredibly smooth. Yeah. No, I think that was the right call for them on this game and stuff, because it's going to bring back a lot of the people that. Uh, you know, played the first two, then want you know talking about it's like when are we getting the third one? When are we getting the third one? Well, here it is. Yeah, and with this, I, I feel confident that I can finally delete like maybe Left 4 Dead <laughs> from my PC. I've had it on there forever. It might have been one of the first things that I grabbed when when I built my PC. Oh, no. uh, was that like 20, 2015 or twenty sixteen? Um, but maybe not. I don't Left 4 Dead Two. The creator was... content stuff's good. I want to say that was like 2010. Right, right. I didn't build my computer until oh, yeah. later, but it was still one of the first things that I that I, you know, put on the system because I'm just like, yeah, it makes sense. It's fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. All in all, um, I really enjoyed the experience. Um, I I actually am. I want to play more. I, I want to finish kind of what we started. They give you the entirety of the first act, which is. Um, eight different like areas that you go through um i think we got through we got to the start of the seventh area before we stopped mm-hmm. maybe we um, had two sections left to do and it was just at a point where i was like i gotta call it a night 
Yeah, yeah, it was getting pretty late. So, um, yeah, I'd like to go back, um, you know, here soon and finish the other two. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I tried playing it solo just to, because I wanted to talk about the entirety of it here. Um, but man, those those AI are terrible. They did not team me up with <laughs> with uh, with people. Well, and then also just um, like with the original Left 4 Dead, there were some points that are just like there's a different like uh, it your difficulty uh, levels will spike and dip all across the board in this franchise, and it remained true in this game too, where like most of the sections are fine you can you know as long as you're smart you can get through these and take down special zombies with good teamwork but then there's like the survive phases where it's just an unyielding amount of them and it's just well we we messed up we messed yeah. up um we should have we we should have went uh and just ran true through. uh there was a thing that said you know yeah run. <laughs> that is true um didn't see that until later but um yeah overall really good uh, i think you can still jump in and play this right now uh so definitely um go check that out grab a few people get your team together and and um go give it a shot um the other thing that we played the other beta um is free it's not on game pass you just can grab it i think you can grab it from various locations but if you're playing on xbox like we were um it's not under game pass it is under um just the store yeah. that one's uh Splitgate. this is a it is a mashup yeah yeah, yeah it's um it, it's uh halo portal and um and there's another one unreal tournament was what we kept getting reminded unreal. of because yeah. the verticality of the maps and then like the the way the announcer was addressing like something actually already, going on in the game I'm, I'm sorry I'm already really mad at this game just watching that start off of match starts portal in the wall drops down shoots <laughs> a guy no fuck this game I'm not gonna play this <laughs> I'm already angry at how good that oh, guy man. is it's, this yeah, is the I, level of difficulty that we were playing against on the oddball game match that uh jay and i were talking about here earlier where the guy with the oddball was just a master of deploying and immediately canceling out because uh if you're playing on console left and right in the d-pad is how you close your portal so it's not like they're left open forever you can decide when you want to close them up and which ones you want to close and this guy was just running across the map, so and there good. was nothing. He, could, it, he was the gingerbread man. There, he you could not catch him. Yeah, uh, I, I think we ended that match. Uh, it was like two hundred to like twenty. Yeah, it wasn't fair. Like they beat the shit out the dog shit out of us. It was horrible. Um, but they have a lot of different fun modes. Oddball was just one of them it's basically get the ball and keep away yeah it, it it's the um, same oddball that you play in halo here's the ball okay. keep it away yeah um for sure there's that mode um they also have your standard team deathmatch they have your standard um like capture the flag domination vip um they have a gun game that's um uh, you know for solo queuing uh and then they have um a uh, basically it's Call of Duty's collecting the dog tag kill confirmed is what Call of Duty would call it um, but they uh, it, it's it's 
I, I don't know its actual name, but it's a teabag. No, no, it's actually called um, teabag confirm. To confirm the kill, like, you have to teabag in, over the body. In the menu, it is called teabag confirm. And the difference between <laughs> this and kill confirm is it's not that you're running over the body of whomever you just killed. It's you have to go up to their body and teabag them to confirm the kill. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a little bit of insult. The levels have varying different degrees of like verticality um it it is it's it's you know fast paced you know the portals make it um a varying degree it it creates chaos and it's fun chaos yeah you never know if if someone is good with portals if if you're good at you know um kind of multitasking and knowing the location. So after you've played a few times, you start to, you know, you, you start to understand. Um, you get that gameplay rhythm going. Yeah, you really start to understand, okay, I need to do, you know, this. I know where to shoot my portals. I know where the, the panels are to shoot the portals so I can get a leg up. Um, and, it, you know, it makes it, it, makes it pretty interesting. Um, but, man... Some of these other players are really, really good too. But I, I did get a really, um, I did get some satisfaction out of playing it. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't feel like I'm, you know, just an absolute piece of well, shit, uh, just getting destroyed. I felt like I was actually doing well. Well, like, um, this is a game where I actually felt good about how I was doing with sniping, which probably means that it's a lot easier than any other game to snipe. Um, because I yeah. suck at sniping when it comes to first-person shooters in the competitive ways and stuff like that. I, I'm just not good at it at all. I'm a, I'm I'm someone who likes to get up close to people and try to blast them away that way. Um, yeah. But in this game, that's why it's hard like, for me to I'm keep up because I like scopes. sniping. It, that's why it's hard for me to keep up with you. I'm like, man, we really like. At one point, you were just like. Uh, uh, damn them! They're using teamwork, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh man, that'd be awesome." But I like to try to stay back and get the kill, and you're just like full speed in there, so it makes it really, really difficult to get Leroy in there. Jenkins. Was uh, an inspiration. That, that kind of goes back to how I used to play Halo back in the day, and why I'm not good at it at all because I was always the guy that would just run in and start throwing grenades everywhere and just firing <laughs> blindly. See. So that everyone would try to kill me, and then my teammates were like, "Oh, that's where they're. All, that's where everybody is. Cool." And then just take them all See, out. That strategy was actually working pretty well in the uh, Halo Infinite tech preview, though. You almost had to use grenades for everything. I mean, I wasn't using yeah. them well. I was just throwing oh. them. <laughs> I would just run in. I got like, this oh, for you. Open area. <laughs> and then. I would get taken out from seemingly nowhere, <laughs> but that would let my friends know where the enemies were. Well, in this particular case, you really can be taken out at seemingly nowhere, and it's a part of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. There are a few things that um, you know th- that I saw that I was like, man, they, they should tighten that up, and I imagine over time. They yeah. Will. Um, one instance, I um, closed a, a portal. A guy was shooting me through it. I chucked a grenade. It hit. It closed. And then the blank wall, now with no portal, had bullets coming out of it that killed me. Oh. Um, and I was like, damn. Like, how... Like, okay. it didn't register <laughs> the, that the, the portal had closed immediately. Yeah, it had, like, uh, like a two-second yeah. delay. And I was like, that's not good. 
Because I watched the kill cam, and the dude was shooting at a, a blank mm-hmm. portal, just at, on a wall. So if you just shoot one, it has, like, a weird gradient over it showing, like, hey, you don't, that's not an open portal. Um, and it had that. He was still shooting through it. Um, you know, given that, it was just, like, a second or two. Right. But, yeah, that's all it took. So, interesting. Um, but very fun game. Um you know, I recommend grabbing it if you are, uh, if you are into. It is a weird mashup of games. Yeah, so, well, it's a weird um, but fun one. And the thing about it is, it's, it works. it's available. I think pretty much everywhere. I, I think maybe even Switch too. And it does support cross play and cross progression. So it doesn't matter where your friends are playing on. You can still play together, just like a lot of the game free to play games of service uh, games are right. going. Yeah, smart move. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the beta stuff we uh, got into um, over this last week. Good times. Um, go check them out. Also, again, grab the freebie and be ready for Void Bastards because it looks fun. This is Jay, and if you're enjoying this episode of the Mammoth Gamescast, don't forget to follow and review us on your favorite podcast service. Now back to the show. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Um we were we were right, just plain and simple. Um, <laughs> looking back at uh, last week's show, talking about some of the things that um, could be happening with some of the Take Two games. Um, yeah, I like. Boom. I last minute dropped an article in there about how Take Two had confirmed that they were working on a couple remasters. Um, they gave no other details, so we went on a long tangent over what games they could possibly possibly be, and. I thought maybe Vice City would be neat, and we looked at a bunch of other franchises and from their past. Yeah. We sure as hell didn't expect a full-on GTA trilogy to be a thing. No. no. But that's that's the that's the big thing. Um, it looks like they're remastering uh, three classic Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, it would be Grand Theft Auto Three, Vice City, and San Andreas. Um, the bigger news uh, about this releasing is um, it's seemingly coming everywhere, even to Switch. Yeah. That's crazy. Like That I thought was really cool. Like, yeah. I was like, am I going to play this on a Nintendo? Am I going to play Grand Theft Auto on a Nintendo product? Well, I mean, uh, it had a I DS mean, one. Well, yeah, but like it feels different, well, though. Like, I don't know. The DS one didn't... I mean... Uh, but these games in the original format are available on iOS, so I I figured that it was only a matter of time before we got a Grand Theft Auto on Switch, especially with how well the console is selling. Yeah, and I know, like again, you mentioned um, what, what was it, Chinatown Wars? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it, that didn't hit. It didn't feel like uh, and it, sure, sure as hell wasn't one of the like cult favorites you know something like san andreas or vice city or three um like those are the ones that people kind of like rally around um i wonder what this means for them as well i wonder if this is them saying hey here's this while we're not gonna have news about you know something like grand theft auto 6 for a very very long time yeah san andreas and vice city are both two of the top selling ps2 games of all time yeah um, like they're in that list, they're way up there. Um, uh, as well, like, could this could this be testing the waters just to see how something like that could do? 
you know, if they were interested in like a full remake. Um, of something like, something like Vice City. I mean, that three and Vice City for sure. What ice? Feel dated. What I see is possibly. I I think that with like the next gen versions of GTA Online, they're doing a complete overhaul. This is my prediction based off of well nothing. Um, <laughs> that's what we do everything yeah. on though. So here we are. <laughs> Last week. Let's do it. Um, I think the GTA Online that's going to be coming out uh, later this year is just going to be them trying to streamline and updating the way that you can play GTA Online as well as next-gen features mm-hmm. for it. Um, but I think they're going to try to uh, create it so that way you can uh, uh, just add some of the modern-day features that we know, maybe cross-play and cross-progression with the GTA Online systems. So that way you can play with whomever on whichever platform. And my theory on them doing this is kind of like my theory of what they did with L.A. Noir, where they pushed out a remake uh, or a remaster of L.A. Noir onto Switch to see how that would do and see how it would perform to see if they could bring GTA to the Switch. And so now we have like the you know the classic GTA that everyone thinks of um, back in well pre-modern no pre current time frame zeitgeist everyone thinks of vice city everyone thinks of san andreas and three was the one that really kind of kicked it off here um mm-hmm. i would go as far to say that this is more kind of a platform to see how if these perform well on switch both monetarily and just performance wise that would bringing gta online to switch be just as viable as an option so that way they can get that audience in and get that microtransactions of the the mega mega shark cards and stuff like that. That's my theory on I, that. To get, I, I, yeah, I will say, um, yeah, I agree. Um, Rockstar, they don't do anything without like an ulterior motive ever. Um, I, I've never seen them go, oh, I'm just do- we're just doing this just to do it, uh, especially with Grand Theft Auto. Like, if you look back at um, Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto 4, like, cool, we're going to release these DLCs. Those all cross, oh, this is all one big storyline. And then Grand Theft Auto 5 comes out, and then there's three storylines right in the right. game. You know, they're, they're always testing the waters. Um, so I, I think uh, that's something to note. And I, I do agree. I had a conversation with a friend... Um, uh, throughout the week after this, you know, after this news, like, officially broke. Um, and, yeah, it's like, um, they're definitely removing um, online from the core games. Uh, I think that's um, pretty much well, a Well, we saw right? that happen with Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 online is its own separate entity that you can either purchase for $5 or get with Game Pass. Like, you can get that right. and not get the single player. If you really want to play Red right. Dead Two online, and I think they'll do a similar thing with Grand Theft Auto. I, I um, could absolutely see that, that being the case here, and and I would imagine that they will because what they want to do, and you could kind of see that from you know all these different areas. I think they want to make um, 
like an entire world. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Elder Scroll Online gives you everything. You can go to all these places. They're not as detailed. Rockstar's not into that not as detailed side of things, though. Right. Well, we saw it with I, um, last December's update where they just added a completely new area to GTA Online, the Cayo Perico Island that you can go and heist and scout, you know, do your yeah. heist preparations at and everything. It was just a new area that you just you take a plane to and i think they want to do something similar and as new things are coming out um you know as they're going back to these old familiar places start introducing them to online i think that's what they're really trying to figure out and if they can drop that that dead weight of the single player story from the online app itself and just separate those two that opens up you know theoretically a, a a pretty heavy well, amount it would, of real estate. Yeah, online. it would free up for the real estate, just free up for like the processing of it. Because when you boot up GTA Five, um, oh, it, it takes, takes time. a long time, and that's because it's loading <laughs> up all the assets from single player and multiplayer, and and it is the same yeah. world, you know. But it, it it's also loading up in this case when you're just loading up online. It's loading up three other characters. Yes. It's getting everything squared away for well, that. When you, um, uh, when you hold down the D-pad to switch between your characters, you see all three characters that you can switch to at any given time, including your multiplayer character, I believe, is the down D-pad option, whereas like yes, um, the other three is. characters are the other three arrows in the D-pad. So remove that, remove the fabricated story world that it has to keep certain things in certain areas you know it's kind of like um this is like the third time i've mentioned it this week but like in final fantasy where you go into the options and select remember where i was in the menu it's like the same thing it's remembering where you are in the story mm-hmm. so you know if there are world changes those come about um when you change to that character it's there you know whether trevor's throwing someone off a bridge or not <laughs> um i love switching oh, man. to trevor the scooter like, bros it's so good that segment was magical it's, the best like I still call uh, I still call one of my cousins Scooter Bros <laughs> Scooter Bros for life um, but yeah drop that off give us the give us the online as a sem- separate thing then they can work on the single player they don't have to worry about integrating uh, online into 6 um, people will still buy 6 it'll still be one of the best selling games like when it comes out, Absolutely. like I can, I can guarantee it whether it has online with it or not. Um, if, if they do like packs and things that you have to buy, like maybe a large pack for online when six comes out, people are gonna buy that pack for well, that's, online. You know, that's kind of like the standard package for GTA Online as it is, or what? Well, GTA Five, I guess I should say, is that they don't push out. GTA 5 by itself is GTA 5 plus the um, uh, Criminal Enterprises Starter Pack, which gives you an instant million dollars and some free real estate locations in online. That's that's the one that goes on sale all the time uh, that they want you because they're trying to put they want you to go to GTA Online more than single player, especially the since the fact that this the it originally came out in 2013. We're dealing with a uh, eight-year-old game it's three different generations yeah. that spanned across so yeah yeah um 
I think that's a smart move. I, I do think they have um, some plans here. Um, that's my take. That's the writing I see on the wall. And I, I don't think I'm the only one who sees that for sure. Um, so it, it's it's going to be going to be cool. Um, we didn't get any sort of, uh, of course, no date. I don't even know if we really 100% got no, a, we didn't. Uh, um, a confirmation that this is a thing. Um, but, you know... It, various reliable sources have said that this is going to happen and this is going to be oh the quote here says the game will be released later this fall so um, is the rumor so me being the the big retro guy decided to pull up the list just to verify mm-hmm. um yeah grand theft auto san andreas was the number one top selling ps2 game oh yeah um 17.33 million God. wow vice city was number four at 9.801 million. Hold on, let's talk about the other ones in between. Well, let's run down those top five because I'm very interested. <laughs> so number one was was San Andreas. Number two was Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. Wow. That was 14.89 million. Number three was Gran Turismo 4, 11.76 million. Number five was Final Fantasy 10 at 8.5 million. And then number six gave us GTA 3 at 8.105. So three games broke the top six they're all three gta's which is mind-blowing well at the time um, too gta was also, a playstation exclusive whereas now it's available on pretty much almost all platforms i yeah. also didn't yeah. realize that in japan um capcom published grand theft auto huh huh i did not know that that's cool that's a weird yeah little, I, weird had, I had no idea um, it's kind of fun though because then it just gives you like uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 was number 7 uh, number 8 was a tie between Tekken 5 and Final Fantasy 12 both at 6 million and then Kingdom Hearts 1 at 5.9 million so okay um, I know it's not in order let's skip down to the um, Nintendo Indie little Nintendo Indie showcase um, that, that we were uh, talking about man a ago. Um, the I know. thing that I wish I watched live. <laughs> yeah. um, go ahead, Johnny. I know you you were really really interested in this, dude. Like my Facebook started popping up with different things about it. I was like, no, okay, that's cool. And then like I didn't realize this was even a thing until um, I got a an ad and somebody was like, oh yeah, this game's live now. I was like, what the f- what? Um, so yeah, Nintendo blew it away with this one. Um, this may have been like the best indie showcase i've ever seen yeah yeah um it looks like it had some really really good stuff um Dude, it had some baller titles leading off with my favorite thing to look forward to bomb rush cyberfunk yeah yeah after, after you mentioned it and i was like i don't remember what that is um and then as soon as you saw it you were like oh yeah I was like, shit that looks so good <laughs> Um, Dude, it's just it's just Jet Grand Radio or Jet Set Radio, Radio depending yeah. on which game you played. But Team Reptile looks like they're going to blow it completely out of the water with this one. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's it, it is it's straight up Jet Set Radio the the goofy uh, um, like the goofy art style really poppy. It it's um, it, it just has a bunch uh, you know a, a bunch of. Dude, even your characters like skate dancing while they're talking to you during cutscenes. Like it is straight (laughs) up all it is. Yeah, so it's like spray painting, skateboarding in this like neon future city. 
um, you're doing like it's almost like you're rollerblading and like you would in like Jet Set Radio. But you're it just, just looks like instead of rollerblades, you have like yeah, you have like frictionless shoes and a jetpack. I'm like that's just as good. I'll take it. I pretend they're Achilles, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the only downside is not till 2022. But yeah. this game is so bright. It is so poppy. Um, it's going to have amazing music as well. They're saying it's all all, all of it's backed by beats from genre breaking artists. Um, Oh, and I'm, just that that when you open when it when they in their in the video that we're watching right at the beginning after they show the the logo and the name um, it shows the character sitting on a bench looking at his phone has the phone pulled up and the camera's just spinning around him yeah and it, it's just it's it's just an open it just world looks really you know good. that you can just go and mess around in and I'm like that's exactly that's exactly what I want I don't know how they knew I wanted that but here we are. It's going to be super fun. It is going to be launching as a timed exclusive on the Switch, meaning I will pick it up on the Switch day one, and when this thing finally drops on the PS5, imagine some glorious, glorious upgrades, because I am going to buy it there, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Team Reptile is getting my money on this on multiple platforms. I have already guaranteed that. Yeah. I, it isn't even out yet, but, like, good work. You, you, you did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um... Yeah, the next one was um, that they showed off was Totem. Yeah, another one that definitely has my interest. I, I was like, wait, this looks cute and looks neat. Um, top down, black and white, like almost hand drawn adventure game. Mm-hmm. But you're a cute little photographer. I, I like the worlds because it's not like this big expanding thing. It's very yeah, much it's like, like your, a, it has it's like a your interlinking screens. Yeah, it has a name the way that it's set up. Um, like it, it, it's almost like a I don't want to say like a terrarium or something, but it is like it. You have this just plot that you're in, and you see arrows that show that you can go in and out of the area. Um, yeah, totem a photo a photo adventure. It looks super cute. Anyone that hasn't seen it, definitely go check it out. It it looks adorable, and that's going to be coming from something we made. Um, after that, we had Loop Hero. God damn it, another one. <laughs> yeah, this one seems like it's right up your alley. <laughs> Dude, everything so far is. This one's um, like uh, th- this one's like uh, like an old school SquareSoft game with uh, uh, it's cards. Ghost- it's a it's a it's a card based RPG. It reminds me of like um, for some reason Ghosts and Goblins as well. It, it's know. weird. So Four Quarters and Devolver Digital. Um, th- it's described as instead of playing as the hero in this innovative card-based RPG, you must craft the world that the hero travels through. Uh, using an expanding deck of mystical cards, place enemies, buildings, and terrain along each unique expedition loop as the hero explores. So you're not controlling the hero, you're controlling the world around the hero. So you're essentially controlling the story. And like, you're, you're the dungeon you're master the in this say, one. Yeah. Um... It looks weird, and like they don't do anything that makes this trailer look crazy. That so art, it stays though. looking kind of simple, but it also looks like it's going to be extremely deep. I really um, like the art of when the characters are talking to each other. Yeah, it's Beautiful. it's really it's really pretty. Like it's dark, it's gritty, and it just has it has just the right amount of polish. 
Um, I love that very minimalist, very retro, super pixely art style for when you're like looking at the overworld okay. and everything. Yeah, it's almost like um, like like gridded out. Like they do yeah. different um, like te- textures. Like You'll see a bunch sets. of like yeah, a lot of repeating textures that are side by side, showing like hey, here's the block, and then you move to this block and this block, just like D and D. When you move your character, you can move what thirty feet, mm-hmm. and you can move like four or five blocks right. or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's very very similar. Looks super good. Very excited for that one. Um, I'm, it's coming out holiday this year. I'll end up picking that one up because I it's Devolver and they always find a way to get my money in some kind <laughs> of sale or other. Yeah, yeah, they they know what they're doing. Um, next up was Far Changing Tides. Um, I didn't see anything about this one. So I saw a little bit about that one somewhere else, and it might have been during one of our like upcoming titles sessions because it's nothing that like super got me right off the bat. But the more I watched the trailer, it did get my interest a little bit more. Um, it looks like it's just going to be a. It, it looks familiar. I, is my big yeah. Thing. I also have this problem with like water and I'm not a big fan of deep water and I have this extreme phobia and considering you're going through a flooded area on boat for a lot of it till you find land um, I really don't know how to feel about that one yet. Far is probably the only game or one of the very few games during this presentation that didn't super get me Um, but apparently it is an emotional meditative journey that doesn't require prior knowledge of the Far series. So that's good because I didn't realize there was a series. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You captain your seafaring vessel and explore a vast flooded landscape, tackle mighty storms, overcome conundrums while embarking on a voyage to find the new home. It's it's one of those where like I know people are going to enjoy it. Mm. I, I just don't think it's going to be a day one pickup for me, but I do appreciate what they're doing. Um, there was another game like, that was like, oh, it reminded me of that like intro. Um, I think the game's on Game Pass. It's like Solitude, Sea of Solitude. Maybe. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, but it really reminded me of that when, when I when they first showed that off. Um, yeah, and that one's coming from Okamotive and Frontier Foundry. Okay, early twenty twenty two. Yep. All right, Necro Barista Final Pour. Was so yeah, this one. So I saw ads popping up for this later that day, and I was like, you know what? This is neat. This is weird. I am interested. I feel like I've seen um, this one in like a previous showcase before, and it did look like it had kind of a fun twist on. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, it's out. It's already out. Um, it says, in a story about coffee and death, this anime-style visual novel follows a dynamic cast of characters as they navigate a fantasy uh, Melbourne coffee, uh, a, a fantasy Melbourne's coffee culture, the questionable ethics of necromancy, and the process of letting go. Uh, this expanded director's cut of the original game features new story content and remastered visuals. So the game itself has already been out. Um, it's just that this is a version dropping on Switch with extra content. Okay. Cool, cool. And um, that's, uh, that's Route 59 and Coconut, Coconut Island Games. Yeah. Um, after that, they showed off Garden Story. Um, 
any game with story behind it, I kind of know what to expect. I feel like at this point. Um, yeah, and this one, this one caught me. I at first it reminded me of like the Turnip Boy tax evasion whatever weird game it was um like graphically but then when looking at it i'm like you know what i don't know how to feel about this and the more i see the more i want yeah it just looks like an adventure game um yeah what are you playing as you kind of look like a grape grape. okay you're concord the youngest grape in the grove and you are now a guardian and it's your job to help (laughs) restore the island okay I like grapes. People like grapes. Dude, and it's a purple sorry, grape too, you know. Yeah, like it's it's special. a weird, it's a weird game. It's got some little hack and slash adventure stuff going on. It's got some other like little like island sim Puzzle-y. crafting and planting and growing things. The idea of a grape growing produce is weird to me, and I don't know how I like that. A little camp. Um, what I do it's like weird is a grape wearing a hat, and that's in here. You can be. Oh, a it's super cute. Yeah, hats. you can craft other hats. You can give them like a, a twelve, like a it's, it's ten weird. gallon hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I'll probably check it out. I, it's going to be one of those games that I'll probably catch in a bundle somewhere and pick up that way. Yeah. But it does look neat. It looks really neat. Um, the one that got me most hype is the next game though. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I had been Dungeon. waiting. I had been waiting for this game for so long. Boyfriend Dungeon from Kit Fox Games has me it's it's got that top down isometric like hades style adventure hack and slash yeah hack and slash adventure dungeon crawling um light roguelike elements but it is a dating (laughs) sim so 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 if you ever watch the the soul eater anime where you have characters that turn into weapons it's that but you can date them (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is. It is described as a heartfelt dungeon crawling dating sim. Um, use the in-game cash you earn from fighting monsters to woo your weapons on romantic outings. <laughs> well, multiple combat styles just means more cuties to forge relationships with. Crazy. So, yeah, your weapons can turn into people, and you can date them. And there are so many different kinds of people. I think my favorite so far is this ridiculously jacked Talwar that's like super like open leather jacket or open jacket with like spikes on the shoulders, piercings, long hair. Weird enough. I'm gonna have to get this game. I just don't know what platform I want it on yet, but I will end up playing this ridiculous game. <laughs> uh, um, that's fun. After that, Axiom Verge 2. Yeah, make me scream some <laughs> more. Um, we knew that Axiom Verge 2 was on the way out this year. Uh, it had kept getting delayed, and then it it just dropped. There it is. Um, they they used this presentation as the whole idea of saying, "Yeah, game's out now. Go buy it." Um, it's got like a ten percent discount going on on Epic and on Switch right now. Um, if you didn't play the first Axiom Verge, first of all, how dare you? Um, if you're a, like a retro gaming fan of like the Metroid games, especially Metroid, because that's pretty much what it is. Go play it. Um, it was a one-man development crew, which is also amazing. One guy did everything for Axiom Verge. Um, same thing for Axiom Verge 2. Go play it. Play the first one so you can enjoy it. The second one looks so much better and added so much extra depth to it. I cannot wait to sink hundreds of hours into this game on replays. Nice. Uh, after that, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I don't know. I didn't, like, I, I never really got super into it. It looks like a, uh, you know, kind of like a, I don't know, almost like a Tetris, Mash like three. a block-breaking game. It looks like a weird mix-up. Like, watching it get played, it looks like it is... Because you're still controlling a character and moving stuff around. So it looks almost like the um, nec uh, the Necrodancer style like top down dungeon crawling stuff but it's a puzzle game because it's one of your simple like you know mash all of these ones together to erase all of these tiles yeah. kind of games yeah. um, so it looks like it's going to be weird I genuinely don't know but I'm a sucker for puzzle games I already have all the other Shovel Knight stuff um, I just would like to know if this is going to be a thing where it's going to be a standalone launch only, or if it will be like if you already have Shovel Knight, if you'll be able to get some kind of a discounted rate on it, because I already have the big Shovel Knight pack, and I would appreciate saving some money on there. But it it looks neat. It's got my interest. I'm probably at least going to check it out. I just don't know if I'm going to end up buying this one or not, because it's a puzzle game, and I have enough of those. For sure. Um, beyond that... Uh, they did talk about that actually quite a bit, but beyond that, um, Islanders Console Edition. Um, what is there's a game, um, Brian? You may know, and I, I know I I know I played a bit of it on um, the um, Apple Arcade. That's a lot like oh, this. It's like I know what you're talking about. Um, it's like Colonies or something. I it's Offworld or yeah. No, Outlander. Yeah, I think it's it, yeah, Outlanders. Not to be confused yeah. with the TV um, show, which I've heard I need to watch, but I have yet to get around to. But yeah, you basically just setting up a, a community. You know, taking down trees gains you some resources. Then you can use those resources to build other sustainable resources, and then um, you know, gathering more um, residential for. Uh, more gatherers and you know just kind of uh, yeah, making it, that world I guess yeah it doesn't look like there's anything like negative about it like you don't have anything attacking you and stuff like that it looks like you're just trying to you build up this yeah. island make it awesome and then go to another island Which and do the same thing it's kind of yeah. like a genre that I occasionally will dabble into because it's just kind of a fun relaxing hey just do this and watch stuff go it's yeah, just just watch how well you can it, progress it. Like it also reminds me of um, that Pierre Molyneux game that came out like years ago for mobile, uh, Goddess. Goddess. It has that yeah. same aesthetic to it. It's weird. I never played that game, but I was really, really heavy into um, that thing that he did beforehand, where the person oh. who breaks the very last cube on this massive the box cube. game. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a really weird yeah. Idea. I played Goddess, and that was a kind of like the similar thing. It's just kind of like a chill, hey, build yeah. stuff, and um, it was fun. What What did you? Okay, cool. So yeah, that's that. This is kind of that. Um, the next one up, I think a lot of us were really stoked for. Um, but, uh, yeah, Metal Slug Tactics. I, I can't wait for Metal Slug Tactics. I'm, oh, yeah, that one's, that one's one. been on my list since they announced it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to look at this. I love tactical games. Um, 
Yeah. It's, it's going to be weird. I love the fact that they're doing like the smaller maps for it, like the smaller tile sets, and then the stuff just kind of expands as you go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird because it's not... You know, at first I expected more of just a straight-up like tactics game, but this plays much more like a Metal Slug game, just as tactics form, because as you get to the edge of the screen, more area drops for you to go to that next area. Yeah. And it has that like traditional like Metal Slug thing of like characters cutting in uh your tactic screen and you know when you do specific attacks and things like that um yeah this this i don't think that there's any way that they could pretty much mess this up at this point um so yeah there's um this one's definitely a day one if you haven't checked that if you love tactics games definitely go watch a few uh things on metal slug tactics and um yeah, just be ready. Did they drop that release date? I think it's just no, 2022. No, no release date yet. Okay. Um, beyond that, uh, Tetris Effect um, Connected, um, I, I think is what it was, it was called. I did not look into this literally at all, just because Tetris isn't really like my thing. I love Tetris. It's just this. It's just Tetris, but really pretty. Yeah. Um, it is really, really pretty. It's the kind of pretty that's going to look good even on a Switch. I imagine this looking gorgeous on the Switch OLED model when it drops. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the connected aspect of it is it does have multiplayer, so you'll be able to play against each other, um, which was always fun. Um, I just, yeah, I have, I'm an old school Tetris fan. I've always loved it. Um, I don't know how to feel about this one because it looks absolutely wild, like being able to connect multiple Tetris boards together. Yeah. But to also be able to go back and play like your classic right. Tetris. Um, that was crazy oh. to see. Like there they were, looked like four players. Three of the players did something specific, and it merged all of them together. And now you have to control yours while the other two players are controlling theirs, and you all have to work together to break the you know like get rid of the it was like one step beyond tetris 99 the tetris battle royale that was available on switch that i personally enjoyed quite a lot this looks yeah 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 this is (laughs) i don't know it is um competitive but at the same time it looks like there are the um it's also a little co-op a little little co-op which i do like that (laughs) co-optative i do like that a lot um after that, they did just kind of run through a few things. Um, looks like they ran through um, Astroneer. Um, yeah, they showed a couple small ones, some of which I still think are worth definitely hitting on, but he said Astroneer, it's already days. been elsewhere. It is what it is. Um, 100 Days is like the one that really lost me. It's a wine simulator, like you run a vineyard. It's essentially um, like Stardew Valley, yeah. Valley, but for like winemaking is like what I've seen of it. And yeah. without characters, because it's just yeah. the sim aspect of it. Yeah, it's it's literally just the sim aspect. Looks like you're pulling cards um, to like lay down different like plots um, and and get things going that way. Uh, it's interesting if you are really heavy into those sim things. Looking at you, Austin. He'll probably love this game, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah. then um, after 100 Days, they dropped uh, Slime Rancher Plortable Edition. I love that <laughs> pun. You have me. I like Slime Rancher. It's cute. Plortable Edition. You got me. I love the titling. Um, ah. It's kind of hard to screw up Slime Rancher, though. And then next, Lumberjack. This one got This one me. got us this, all, I think. This one. This, 
Yeah. Yeah, we we just watched the trailer for it before we started recording and it's it's goofy and cute and it's almost that like um <laughs> stupid goose level of like <laughs> graphical appeal. I love the idea of being um being like a reverse like reverse you're not, lumberjack. Like Yeah, you you're destroying industrialism. <laughs> Yeah, you're destroying things and reclaiming nature. So you're like repurposing things and recycling. You're downcycling things back into nature, which is crazy, and I love it. It's so, it's so chaotic and messy. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I will definitely play this one. And you're a bear. Um, the next game is what really got me, though. I did not like the first one, and I didn't play it. I, I, I just saw like a lot of like we covered it quite a bit, and I just wasn't a fan. Um, but Curious Expedition 2 has... It looks similar, but different enough at the same time. Like, they may have learned a few things. Um, it looks promising. Uh, I, I know yeah. for you, I think I think you'd probably like that a lot. And something like that on Switch, too, you know? like that's Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Something like that on Switch. It's like, it's, it's Journey to the Center of the Earth meets D&D, and it's got dice-based combat mechanics, and it's I, I love the graphic style, too. I love the visuals. Okay. Um, after that, they showed off some Gang Beast, which is available everywhere else. You can grab it right now on um, uh, Game Pass. Um, I, I don't know. Did they even announce anything beyond for that, or is it just like, hey, this uh, is... I think it's just a matter of it's on Switch right. now, so... Okay. Um, and then wrapping up the last few, we did have Eastward, um, which is not something that I've, I don't think I've seen up to this point. Eastward, it's Chucklefish, and I ah. have never had a bad experience with Chucklefish. Yeah. So, yeah. um, discover a beautifully detailed post-apocalyptic world in Eastward, an action-adventure RPG with puzzle-solving and dungeon elements. Sold. I love... I love the graphics. Yeah, their their art is so good. Yeah, they they can tell a story. Um, it's yeah, yeah. This looks great. I don't even really need to know much more to be honest. Yeah, it's gonna be timed exclusive on the Switch, dropping on the sixteenth of September. Um, pre-orders have already started for digital pre-orders for it. So, okay. um, I I'm excited. I believe that this may end up having a a, a, a limited physical release as well um I, I may have saw something about that but it wouldn't be like a big in all your major retailers kind of released yeah and if it doesn't end up getting that you can pretty much bet that limited run will pick something up and set something out this seems ripe for that to be honest all right and then the last thing um they just kind of did like a wrap up for the show just kind of showing off everything um pretty big uh pretty big indie show um yeah, like like you were saying, pretty. Um, this should have been something, you know. Should have been something that we watched, uh, that at least a couple of us watched live. I don't think any of us ended up catching it live. Um, yeah, like I was at work. I was same. at work and didn't even realize it, and then I got notification that Axiom Verge Two was live, and I lost my mind. <laughs> Surprise! Um, so uh, just so you don't miss the next things that are coming up, uh, like we missed this one. Uh, we do have uh, the Pokemon Presents. That one is um, August 18th. Um, let's see. It looks like 
it'll be at like 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Um, they're going to be talking about uh, Pokemon Legends, Pokemon. Uh, no, I don't think that's p.m. Is that uh, does that say a.m.? Oh, that is a.m. Yeah, Pokemon does the stuff. So in the 9 a.m. So it'll be nine. It'll be 9 a.m. for Eastern. Um, Standard and then 6 a.m. Yeah, that is. Well, it's probably going off Japan's time. Yeah, Nintendo. Right, right. It definitely is. So it's probably yeah, they, like they always six. run their stuff early for it, us. It's like five or six. Um, well, hold on. Uh, so it'll be like eight, eight at night there, I guess. Yeah. So they're giving us some uh, some new info on Pokemon Legends Arceus, and then we're gonna get some Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl content. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what else they can show us about the Diamond and Pearl remakes that are going to really impact someone's decision on buying them or not. You're either already going to or you're not going to. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in that I'm going to boat because I want to be able to battle people again. And that's just not a thing that really happened a lot with Sword and Shield for me. And then getting some info on uh, Legend Ar- uh, Arceus looks, yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's, really that's want. The, that's the one. That's um, the meat and bones of it because we were not expecting that game to drop as early as it is. We thought that was going to be like a late 2022, if anything, and it's dropping early 2022. <laughs> I would say this th- this presentation's already completely wrapped up. They're just wait- waiting to hit the go button. Um, yeah, yeah. The set's going to be about 28 minutes long. Yep. It's information packed. It's it's one of those pre-recorded, click, boom, it's going to go live, and we're just going to be able to watch it. Appreciate that, to be honest. You know, you don't have to worry. You know, live things you tend to get fumbles. You don't have to worry about that. Um, speaking of fumbles, Gamescom's coming up, so expect them. Um, the first thing, uh, we'll have the um, Xbox Bethesda show. That one's going to be 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on August 24th, uh, kicking it off. Um, they, yeah, I, I don't know what, um, you know, what they plan on here. I don't know if Gamescom's ever really too big for Xbox, but, um, you know, I, th- there's some things that are out there that I'd like to see, uh, you know, see a bit more I on. I think traditionally um, that's kind of what happens with Gamescom as far as like Xbox goes, is that they just take it as an opportunity to go a little bit more in depth with things that they've already announced and usually reserve announcing things around the E3 time frame. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Bethesda's got some things that are announced. Xbox has some things that are announced that they could surprise us with. Hey, you know, check out this new stuff that we have. Um, think Bethesda will go in more into Deathloop, or do you think they've talked enough about that? I, I, Deathloop has gone gold, so I think that will be a focus um, to try to pull people into buying it. Um, As time goes on, that game's really weird for me, because I was super interested, and then I fell off, and then now I'm, like, mildly interested. Um, And I can't be the only one who's in that boat, so I think they're going to use this stage as, like, hey, go buy this game. You pretty um, much summarized my how my interest has peaked and valued for Deathloop as well. It's just like I was interested, and then I just kind of forgot about it, and then I'm like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Xbox themselves, I, I don't know what you know what they would show off here that we really haven't seen before. I think, I mean, not saying that they won't show something themselves that we haven't seen before like new announcements or anything like that but even on the things that are announced I feel like we've seen something on pretty much everything that they've announced thus far. Maybe um, I can't honestly I, 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 I don't want to say a Halo release date. A what? But 
a Halo release date. No, I think they'll want to make but that as I would thing. like to see them at least. I, I, I would see them wanting to make a Halo release date its like own its, it's own event. Down. Especially with how much work has gone into it. I don't think they would want to risk like overshadowing it getting overshadowed by something else. Or it overshadowing something that is smaller that they would bring to Gamescom. So I, I would I would say it'll have a presence there, and it'll probably be hey we're going to do a you know possibly another event maybe they'll uh, to play here yeah maybe they'll game. coincide another tech preview or something with Gamescom for sure um, so that's going to kick off the show uh, not to be outdone with Jeff Keeley doing the opening night live August twenty fifth um, at four p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, yeah sounds about like Jeff Keeley yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect from this. Every time that guy gets on the stage, we get something random as hell. Um, so, you know, that that's fun. Um, and then beyond that, we do have the Future Games uh, Showcase. Uh, it takes place the day after that, August 26th at 1 p.m. Um, Pacific Standard, and that is uh, yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. Um there's going to be a variety of places to watch this. I would say you'll probably do well to watch this at the Summer Games Fest. I think they'll cover literally everything, so you don't have to worry about bouncing around. Um, so if you are look, looking to watch this Summer Games Fest, you can check those uh, that, that out on Twitch or YouTube or wherever. Um, but a lot of people are definitely going to be there. Um, you know, we even have, uh, I'm looking through the list here. Um, Conch Media, um, EA, of course, Bethesda and Xbox, Ubisoft, um, and 505, baby. Yeah, 505 and Bandai. You think Koch Media so, will do yeah, another two-hour thing where it's essentially an hour and forty-five <laughs> minutes of people talking and like next to nothing as far as the gameplay goes? I hope they apologize. <laughs> <laughs> And I hope it's we'll short. We'll have Activision, but I wonder who is actually going to, you know, be there. Ain't nobody. <laughs> it's going to be a representative. It's going to be a completely <laughs> new guy that has no idea. They're going to hire him, like, the day before and say, go up on stage and read this shit. Like, you guys don't even know who I am. Exactly. We hope you don't have dirt. <laughs> yeah. We're looking right now at your 2005 uh, social media presence, so you better buckle oh, the fuck man. up. They're going to have to fucking hire, like, a 12-year-old or something at this point. Yeah. Like, someone that isn't old enough to have fucked up their life by saying the wrong hate-filled shit uh, to the wrong people. Have you been playing yeah. games online? 12-year-olds say, like, the worst hateful shit. <laughs> they're the worst ones! <laughs> yeah, but they're going to find one from, like, the middle of nowhere that doesn't have the internet and has never seen uh, a video no. game. Uh, he... Dude, what if they just hire, like, Elmo? no bounds. <laughs> So just hire some fucking Muppets, like well, the higher Sesame go. Street characters, to Do come like, be on uh, there. What Nintendo did that like, year, where they were all Muppets that one time. Like they're just gonna fucking bring Grover and Elmo on stage and be like, "Here you go, talk about these new upcoming things for us." It, it had me. It had me thinking. Um, the like the UK, they <laughs> they have a. Uh, these things, um, one of our friends from the UK has sent a photo of um, is like, it health insurance? It, is it, it healthcare? It, it, it's a like a receptacle, a spot that you deposit weapons um, <laughs> and the uh, the mascot on the top of it is the cookie monster 
I don't. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know why. That it makes, I don't know the connection. I had to ask. That's that's fair. And it so it, it was it was a the best thing is it wasn't like a metal box. It was like a cardboard, like corrugated, like tough cardboard or like the, you know, the plastic styled cardboard. So, you know, if it rains, it doesn't like soggy or anything. Um, But it had the cookie monster on it and it said some random stuff about weapons. And it had like pictures of like knives and broken bottles and shivs. No guns, mind you, because that's pretty much impossible. Um but it just made me laugh, and I was like, I asked, and I was like, what, what the fuck does the Cookie Monster have to do with a prison shank? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get the connection. He's like, well, I don't know. And it like, probably okay. went through like Fair. a similar criminalization of like sugar or something like that, like with cocaine here. And uh, unlike treating addiction like a disease, they treat it probably like a criminal penalty. And so, Cookie Monster became the spokesperson for that. It's such a such a weird thing. Um, I'm looking for a photo of it and I cannot find it at all. Um, do they call it um, like maybe bin a knife or save a life bin a knife or something like that? I think is what it said on it. That's not um, a bad phrase. Yeah. It's a good slogan. It wasn't a bad slogan. So I don't know. Weird place. Uh, <laughs> that's save a very very weird. Uh, that's. I, yeah, I found it. Uh, I am like the Google expert, so I, I just found it. Let me drop it for you. Because I yeah, am somehow I found, like... I found it. I, dude, I, I, I like had the, to type in Cookie Monster. <laughs> only cowards only cowards carry weapon, carry weapon awareness. What? That makes me even more confused. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. Cool. I just oh. want to know what kind of dope weapons are in there. Like, imagine if there's just like a falchion and all kinds of other really sweet. Imagine stuff. if you yeah, just like, like <laughs> left out in front of like a Manchester United game or something like that. The the box would probably just get they destroyed. Would look at that as like a weapon pickup. Yeah. This is real. It is located outside of a Harlow police station in Essex. Uh, the photo wasn't taken by a concerned party. or yeah, The photo wasn't taken by a concerned party, aghast by sheer existence of such a device, but rather was posted to Facebook by the Essex police, who are quite proud. I'm, I'm looking for the photo that he sent me real quick, because it is, it is different. I swear the box was completely blue, and I have the Cookie Monster's head on the top. Um, cookie monster, no coward. Cookie monster just love cookies. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's the show. Um, if if uh, if I get the chance and I find this photo, I'll, I'll try to upload it somewhere. Um, but for Mammoth Games Inc., I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Night Swarm. That's likely where I'll post that photo. Um, and joining me today, we had Johnny Riot. Yep, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash johnnyxriot, where I'll be playing through some old-school Final Fantasy even more every Friday. Hell yeah. And as well, Brian, Major Pie. you can find me at Major Pie, where I just kind of exist. Fair, (laughs) fair. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a good one.